Welcome to the very eighth Brightcast episode. And in this episode, we're looking at why so serious and how your marketing and messaging changes when you're dealing with serious subject matters. A quick trigger warning. We do talk about charities that we've been working with that talk about topics around child trafficking and sexual assault. So we will leave those charity links in the description as well as any appropriate links. So on top of a serious main topic, we also talk about national days. Are they a cheat or a good part of marketing? We talk about interactive video and um, how people have been using that or should use it. Yeah. And we also take a little look back, a little bit of nostalgia at some of our vlogs back when we were Future Proof Films and how we might revitalize those with uh, a bit more of a bright mindset. Yeah. So, guys, let's get into it. Welcome to the very eighth Brightcast. And if you want to get technical, 8.5. Deja vu, guys. What's happening? Yeah, so we've already done this episode today, but we didn't record it due to a couple of technical errors. It's actually just a single technical error. We've never, as a company, made an error before, and we never will again. It's nice just to get our one mistake out of the way. Yeah, that's done now. So clients, don't worry about it. We're mistake-free from now on. We're all good. We're just classing it as a rehearsal. We just wanted to rehearse this podcast. And what a rehearsal. Oh, it was great. Brilliant. So uh, what are you guys on? What have you guys been up to? So I went on to LinkedIn this morning and yesterday. I go on LinkedIn most mornings. It's part of my job. And I'm seeing a lot of people posting around national days. So people are posting like the month of national days for November. And it was a discussion point that I wanted to bring to you guys around how do you feel around national days? And how do you feel as a blanket question, but also... How do you feel about it in terms of companies posting about days that don't necessarily align to their to their business and people using it as kind of their marketing calendar, should I say? So if there's 15 national days for the month, they'll post for every single day yeah. of that month. There's some real animosity about this online, I think. A lot, yeah. a lot of uh, critical responses to it. And we spoke on the last podcast, I think it was, about scheduling and how having a schedule forces you into consistency and posting and and marketing. I think the problem with the days is it can come across as lazy, especially if that's all you're doing. Yeah, I think think it just has to be authentic to the company that's posting it. So, you know, if we just started suddenly posting about National Buenos Aires Appreciation Day... Yeah. I don't know much about that place. Now, suddenly, if we just start posting about it because it happens to be the national day, it'd be a bit un- unauthentic. Yeah. But for instance, we play guitar or we, we make pizzas. If there's National yeah. Pizza Day, we could put stuff out because we make pizzas a lot. Yeah, right? yeah. As a company, yeah. we make them together. We do it for our social slices. That would make sense. I just think there has to be like some kind of authenticity about it. And also, just something meaningful about it as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Like rather than just on Pizza Day, for instance, it's just going, Happy Pizza Day. Yeah. Like, what else could you do? That, that, that's a lazy way of doing it, right? Yeah. What else, what else could you do to make that a bit more meaningful? Not necessarily put, like, value in it, but just something yeah. a bit more meaningful, a bit more authentic. What could you, well, what it, could for, you do? For us, it informs part of our personality. So we run, like, pizza events and things like that for net, informal networking here. But we also do it a lot as, you know, our team building. And there's lots of stories to tell around it. I mean, we got into it during the pandemic when we were apart, when we came back together. One of my highlights of being back in a studio together was being able to do a pizza day. That first pizza day was amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
I think also adding something to your brand, maybe. So for us, for National Pizza Day, we could add our I exclamation mark in pepperoni or we could try and make a bright like our little emoticons on there or something that makes it sort of tied to us rather than just like you say a random pizza photo off Shutterstock and saying yeah. happy yeah. national pizza day yeah we did speak about it in the consistency thing and it is an idea generator so say if there's a week where you don't know what to post and there's a national day and you're like oh that could align to the business don't get me wrong post about it that's fine yeah but if it's three times a week, every week, and you're just posting these things, it's nothing related to your business. It's not salesy. It's not promoting your business. It's not promoting your services. Yeah. It's not case I, studies. It's not I, doing anything. If that's all you're putting out there, that's yeah. when it tips into laziness, yeah. I think. I think I think if you're doing some, you know, throwaway team content around International Dog Day or something, that's great. And there's different audiences on your platform. So some people might be responsive to that great if they're not they'll just scroll by and that's okay as long as you've got other posts and other content going out there then it then it's all right yeah i think as well like we're not we're not like saying you need to like gatekeep so when we're talking about like pizzas like oh we make pizzas so we can talk about pe national pizza day or something yeah we're not saying that in a gatekeeping way where it's like oh you didn't even make pizzas all the time you didn't even make 50 pizzas a week at work yeah, like yeah. oh you can't talk about this we're not saying that but you can have things that you know you don't necessarily as a business constantly showcase or publicly yeah. you know talk about doing for instance may the 4th is obviously a massive national day yeah. that yeah. people lots of brands and people get involved yeah, with yeah. we've got a client who's super corporate and they got involved with may the 4th once yeah but the content that we put out for them for it was really authentic in that they are and we are fans of star wars, star wars yeah so we know about lots of stuff to do with it so we incorporated loads of little easter eggs and things yeah. like that whereas then you might get certain brands that put stuff out but they clearly like aren't really like fans of or enjoy but they kind of know they have to put this content out yeah yeah so yeah or like jumping on a day and then like just tagging on some random other message oh the best one we ever had the best bit of advertising we ever got Go it on. was world it was world earth day Oh, yeah. It was uh, World Earth Day. Buy donuts. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's so lazy. <laughs> they didn't even connect. They're, like, they're, they're, they're round yeah. in some way. Didn't even have an earth on the like earth yeah. design on the donut. It was just a random donut. Happy World Earth Day. Buy donut. Yeah. I get I get a lot of push notifications uh, for banking. And granted, like promoting your new ISA stuff and things isn't exciting, sexy stuff. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's World Earth Day. Top up your ISA. It's like nothing connects there. You're just talking. Wait, you guys got ISAs? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think there's a way to use national days in a way that's favourable for your business. It's just being careful how much you're using them and how you're using them. Yeah, don't rely on them. Yeah. yeah. So what have you guys been looking at this week? So this morning, basically, I got an email about Vimeo's releasing uh interactive video soon yeah. yeah so we as a company have used video ask for our clients we've created yeah. video ask content in fact we've got another video ask shoot next week and if anyone doesn't know video ask is basically it's a platform where you have a video and then when that video ends you then have choices to make so you could have questions and you could give certain answers or it could be like a choose your own adventure type uh, yeah you know platform want to hear more about this yeah, exactly. head here yeah. So yeah, for our client, for instance, that uses it, they could say, hi, welcome to the page. What do you want to find out about? And then a couple of options pop up and you can choose one of those. It takes you through to another bit. Then there's options and then there's options, blah, 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 blah. You, you get the idea. Yeah. So like Vimeo are going to release that soon. It's going to be a paid add-on. 
Um, so even if you're already a paid customer, it's an additional paid add-on, which is right. a bit annoying. Um, but they also have stuff. So for instance, if you're doing product videography, if you're doing, you know, any kind of content where you could buy something that's within it, you, it will then have these little buttons that pop up. You can click those and then you yeah. can buy that exact thing. Yeah. You could then get taken through to a shop or the shop window could just pop up over the video so it doesn't take you away from the actual right, video. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty cool. So basically it got me thinking, we, we already see a lot of these examples. Like, we, you know, we've spoken about it loads and we've obviously watched like, you know, Bandersnatch on Netflix yeah. and also yeah. Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix as well. So they're the choose your own adventure type, yeah. uh, type, type uses of interactive video. Instagram brought a thing out ages ago, I think, where you could buy products if you saw products in the video. Like a shop, yeah, shop yeah. now type thing. So we've seen these examples, but we still don't really see many brands using it. Or maybe it's just me, I don't see them. But why do you think lots of people still aren't adopting these? And also, because we do it for our clients, but we still don't do it, why aren't we doing it? Well, firstly, I think the fact that these tools are available, but not a lot of people are doing it, it's a real opportunity to be novel and stand out and do it in a unique way. I think with Bandersnatch and Netflix and Kimmy Schmidt as well, it's it's strange that they haven't done more of it because I know it was so popular at the time. Maybe it's a content problem. You know, it, it's a lot harder to write, to shoot. You have to you have to shoot five different outcomes and things. Probably seen as gimmicky, I guess. Yeah, as gimmicky. Yeah. But I think it's... Uh, for like it, a B2B though or B2C? For a B2B, it'd be really good or B2C. Because you could have a video, you could pop, you could talk about your services in a general way and have them pop out, but people can click on those relevant ones. You know, we're, we're a full visual marketing agency. We do lots of different services. Someone might just want something designed. They might just want, you know, a video and they can click on that and find out more info. In the last podcast, Rob was talking about a sales deck that we're working on. How, how well do you think it would perform if a sales deck was that type of video? Yeah, I really like the principle of that. I think you've got to do it in a way where it's full of personality. Yeah. And quick. Because I think and we, quick, yeah. Yeah. The great thing about a sales deck is obviously you can look through it at your own pace. It's like an email over a phone call. Yeah. yeah. If you're getting this interactive video, as long as you're getting everything out really concisely and yeah. coherently... I think it'll be all right. I think it's really, I think I really like the idea. Yeah. Start, so I yeah. really like the idea. Um, maybe we explore that for something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'd be good to try different use cases yeah. and see what response. Cause similar to that with, with the sales deck is people can forward it on if they need sign off on stuff or if they're saying, Oh, I think these are the guys to go with. Let's look at this service. Whereas you can't really forward this video on and go, Oh, by the way, click this answer, then this answer, then this. Yeah. And then see what they say. So, yeah, so I think it's about figuring yeah, I, out the right use case for it. Yeah, I guess I could just go to page one again, whereas going back to stuff to double check things might then be a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah. But interesting idea, though. Still an interesting idea. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And where, whereas you're looking at into the future at new things, I've been looking in the past, or actually I caught you looking at yeah. past vlogs that we've shot. And these were, as much as I love the podcast and all the content we can pull from it, looking at the vlogs, they're, they're, they're highly polished. We normally think of a, you know, a VFX or editing technique we wanted to introduce or try. So we put them in along with a marketing message and they worked really well and they looked really well. And there was so, there was a lot of humor in it. It was really funny. And I think we get back to it and we start writing them and challenging ourselves and pushing not, ourselves. Maybe not too sure. Yeah, there was just one where I was giving Joe a foot massage. That was one of the best performing ones. <laughs> yeah, so it's got like size 16 feet. It took ages. 
But but that was a fun one. And we did lots of, uh, well, we did a couple of fake tutorials yeah. as well. And they were really good. And what was funny is people fell for them. Yeah. And then people got the joke as well. So yeah. it, it was nice to, you know, be a bit mischievous, play a trick. Yeah, because it was it was showing off that we obviously know our stuff to the point where we can like subvert things. Yeah. But also we were giving zero value. <laughs> like we were given anti-value. Like people were watching it and messaging us saying like, this can't be true. Wait, how do you do this? This doesn't exist. Oh, this is rubbish. Yeah. I don't have this on Adobe or loads of random things. Like that. I got loads of messages about it. But but we was making fun, uh, you know, po poking fun at industry norms, really. Yeah. Um, which it, I, I think you know, is later on in our main topic is going to feed into it as well. Yeah. It'd be cool to maybe experiment a fake tutorial, kind of the ones we've been doing in the past, but with some of the interactive elements. Yeah. So in the fake tutorials, it might be like, do you want to click this button, this button or this button? And each button is all fake, but like it might have different outcomes for yeah, the videos. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. So moving on slightly to this week's main topic, which is why so serious? We've been working with a bunch of different organizations from charities um, to more serious B2B companies and who require a bit more of a serious edge to their marketing. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about how we approach that, why it's different and how they can still be engaging in effective videos and marketing campaigns, but still have that right tone of voice for them yeah when you when you have to be serious with your messaging not even when you have to be just there's different challenges yeah i guess when when there's a real focus on on being straight laced as a company and i think i think a lot of people or a lot of organizations get a bit scared sometimes with us because we use a lot of humor in our own marketing yeah. and, then, and then for some of our more successful campaigns it's been humorous and they get a bit worried, like, oh, that's not quite us. Yeah. And that's fine. So when a client like this approaches us, do we, and I'm asking this like I don't know the answer, do we approach it any differently? Is there is there an area of caution that we approach the brief with? or? Yeah, I don't think we would necessarily approach it any differently to any other type of, you know, like non-serious messaging yeah. uh, client. I think the main things are we want to find out... Uh, what the right tone of voice would be for their messaging, Yeah. what their story is and how we would tell yeah. it. Storytelling is obviously a cornerstone to all, all marketing. Um, and we'd also want to find out, I guess, how far we can push certain things. And I think that how far we can push certain things we will hopefully chat about later. But in what I mean by that is just because you have a serious or somber tone message, that doesn't mean the entirety of your marketing output has to follow that. Yeah. yeah. So for yeah. instance, if we give like a really obvious example, if you look at something like Children in Need, it will have these stark, bleak, you know, charitable adverts yeah. within it, which are obviously showing, you know, yeah. atrocities or just the, you know, the sad nature yeah, of a, yeah, lot, a lot of parts in the world. They have to be there. Obviously, yeah. they have to be there because that's a proper emotional, you emotional know, trigger. Marketing, yeah. yeah, exactly. But then there's all these big moments of levity. They'll get like, yeah. you know, bands in, acts in, comedians, little skits, shorts, stuff like that. They have all of these things because you also need levity. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, you have to have all those different moments. So I think, yeah, it's we, we would look at it as we look at most things. And what I mean by that is we're going to look at, you know, what the right tone of voice is for story for storytelling purposes and how we can push their tone or how we can introduce different elements so for instance if it's somber how can we introduce levity 
Yeah, definitely, yes. But if we if we discuss, say, somber elements, like you mentioned, children in need. So the charity we was working with is helping to stop child trafficking. It's a really serious thing. And when I was breaking down the script for it, because initially we did like a campaign piece video, an animation yeah. video to help raise awareness and attract donations. When I was doing the script, I was very mindful to not shy away from the atrocities that are happening. Like that needs to be stated and put out there, not sensationalize it. And then also tap into the story arc of the good that this charity is actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a really uplifting story that they've got. There's loads more work to be done because unfortunately humanity is just terrible, but there's yeah. loads of work to be done, but they've had such a positive impact. And, and it was about getting those things right. Yeah. And telling that story through through this uh, animation video to yeah. start with. Showing how the donations help a charity is such an important part, especially within their marketing. Yeah. So some of the charities that we work with, yeah, the animation went from looking at the problem they're tackling, but then going to how they're tackling it. Yeah. And a key part of like their website imagery and their marketing is looking at sort of the activities that they do with these children and how they take the children it, How to take the children away from this situation yeah. and help them? It, it's understanding the reason why their their supporters donate. Yeah, and you know, reinforcing that. So they're showing that their donations are actually doing good. Yeah, and they just need more of them. I think there's a real difference between somber and just using the appropriate tone of voice, though. Yeah, when every charity thinks, "Oh, I'm going to have to be a bit somber to show all of this." this sadness that's happening and this these atrocities, which is the case in some of their marketing. But let's flip it on its head and look at B2B, some B2B companies where it's like liquidation companies and redundancies. Yeah. They still need to be serious because yeah. the work they're doing is affecting people's lives. But there's a way to do that rather than being somber about it. It's this shit things happened let's let's make it a better situation for you let's let's help you like i can't stop the situation from happening yeah but let's make the situation better yeah i think it's also yeah like somber in that sense is just like no one needs somber in that sense so w with the liquidation thing we obviously made videos for a, a couple of uh, liquidation firms um and like charities it's unfortunate that they exist as well obviously nobody yeah. wants to liquidate the company but in doing it, like you say, you know, the bad thing has happened and the, the, the levity from that, or not the levity, but the uh, the uplift and the, the positive yeah. part of that yeah. is they're going to help you and they're going to be professional and yeah. uh, matter of fact about it. And that's the tone of voice that they need, isn't it? It's a yeah. professional, expert, matter of fact tone of voice that they need yeah. rather than a, I'm sorry this has happened to you. It's yeah, a, yeah. Unfortunately, this has happened. This is what you need to do. It's like a lawyer talking to you, basically. That's yeah. like the tone of voice that you need. You just yeah. need to be told straight. Whereas, yeah, with the uh, with like the uh, the child trafficking uh, charity, it was a very somber tone to start off with, obviously, because yeah. it needed to be because it really needs to hit that emotional trigger point for people. Yeah. Um, coupled with all the visuals and stuff that we had going on in it, but then flips over, you know, some samba music kicks yeah. in. Yeah. Somber to samba, and uh, it's an uplift because, like you say, we're we're chatting about the great things that are happening yeah it's a real positive end to the to the arc isn't it of the messaging and it gets people motivated to contribute and help make that change as well yeah yeah for them uh, but going back to the liquidation company so yeah matter of a fact was good but there's still a positivity in it in that it's there is a process to follow this is the process we'll help you through it 
and they recognized the real pain points of their of the people that needed their service so it was you know you've been worrying about this constantly yeah. for months and it's affecting your life let's help you rectify that so specifically around serious messaging how would we approach that if we give an example of, so there's a charity that also works with various local organizations in Derby. They commissioned us to do a video on, um, it was around violence against women. Yeah. Specifically on like nights out yeah. and out in the, out in public. Yeah. And they first came to me to chat about the project. And obviously as a guy, my perception on, yeah. you know, violence against women on nights out, stuff like that. I obviously have, um, I, I know of stories, but my, obviously like my, my worldview or my perception of it is quite narrow or limited. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's anecdotal, isn't it? It's, it's not, it's not yeah. experiential. It's not based yeah. on your own experience. My experience is based yeah. on your experience, that type of thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's second, secondhand. Um, so with that specific example, obviously, Jess, we, we spoke to you a lot about it. Yeah. And we also spoke to a lot of other people who would have those experiences. Yeah. So like, what, what did you think? What was your approach to that? I think it was more sometimes when scripts are written, it's over-exaggerated, which then makes an educational video like this one is seem a little far-fetched right, or yeah. not seem very real. Yeah. Whereas the video was meant to be real. It's meant to be not a documentary, but like um, like it's filmed in a nightclub yeah. type thing. It had to be real to be striking, yeah, it had to, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like some of them was kind of drawing some things back a little bit or maybe adding little things like, there was a scene where a guy put his hand on her back or something. It was making that a bit more uncomfortable rather than just yeah. like sliding past. It was sliding past very close, even though there was no one behind her or at the bar it was putting his arm around her waist, not around her shoulders. Yeah. So making things a little bit more real life and inappropriate without making it yeah. far-fetched if that makes sense yeah so so yeah exactly so use, using that example of us you know chatting to people who have these first first-hand experiences or just have more of an experience than we even all of us yeah. on any any topic we want to make sure that we are not we don't then become experts at it because you need a lot of time to become an expert at something yeah. but we're definitely better versed in these things yeah and that's the way that we approach all of these uh charities or organizations with serious messages we just try and you know, um, immerse ourselves in as much as we possibly can to do with that message. So then we know better how to communicate that to other people. Like with the example of the uh, violence against women one, if I had just written it, it would just be me, you know, mansplaining, correct our dysfunction type thing. Yeah. On on what I think yeah. nights out for women are, and, yeah. and based on other work you've seen reporting that, yeah. but you don't know how accurate and, that is. Either. And and yeah. that did happen because I, I remember writing one thing, and you were like, "Drew, I don't think that would necessarily happen like that. I think it would be more like this." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool," because I was just basing it on, like you say, secondhand secondhand experience and all that stuff. So yeah, we want to make sure that we know as much as we possibly can yeah. about it. It's one of our values, isn't it? Science the shit out of it. It's kind of. No, like doing our research into everything and making sure the strategy is in place yeah. and doing background research. So in these situations, our clients are the experts. So making sure we sit down with them at the start of the project yeah. and understanding the pain points they're trying to solve, understanding the messaging they think they should have. Yeah. Sometimes it is is adjusted because we're the experts in marketing and strategy. So it might slightly adjust to make sure it's appropriate for their goals. 
but understanding what they think it should be around and what they want to target and their personas are yeah. right at the start of the project. And, and guiding them. Yeah. So, so being skilled enough to probe them and get the yeah. information that we need to do yeah, a definitely. strong campaign. Because, because with a marketing campaign, and this chimes into what you were saying, Drew, is with a marketing campaign or any content creation, you're making thousands of small decisions. But by doing that extra work, they're informed decisions yeah. that, that, that you'd bring into it. What tips would you give to businesses that do have a serious topic they're trying to market or a serious company as a whole, like a charity or the ones we've been speaking about? What advice would you give them for their marketing? Yeah, I think there's a distinction between serious and sort of sad and somber. And so I, th I think to companies, business to businesses in serious sectors, let's say, for them, being serious is about preserving their professionalism yeah. and, and maintaining their stature within that sector. And they're quite scared of being silly, but that's not necessarily the opposite of serious, is yeah. it? There's, there's other tones and it's finding the right tone, I think, for your business. Yeah. So, for instance, we, we did some work recently with uh, one of our clients uh, based in London, uh, very corporate. So they're yeah. very serious, like you say, in the professional sense of the word. Yeah. But it was a kind of a culture piece because it was introducing a new staff member. And within it, it was very serious, very professional. Yeah. It's a serious professional environment. Being exactly. established, yeah. But there kept being these moments of levity that were right for them, yeah. that fit their tone of voice. So they were moments of levity, but they still kept that air of professionalism. Yeah. So at one point they mentioned, uh, one of them mentioned their love for a uh, news broadcaster. But it was, it sounds like, that doesn't sound fun, me saying it out loud, but it was a moment of levity with, within this video because it yeah. broke some other more serious parts around it. Yeah. Or they, they spoke about forming a company choir. Again, doesn't sound super fun when I say it out loud necessarily. <laughs> yeah, so you're yeah. thinking, this doesn't sound like a wild night out. But they were moments of levity yeah. that fit their tone of voice perfectly. Yeah. And they were actually just really nice touches within that video. Yeah. And really helped serve the purpose because it was a personality piece, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's important for any organization to get across because at the end of the day a lot of people want to know who they're in the trenches with yeah, you know, yeah. if you're providing a service and people are paying a lot of money it's it's offering quite a lot of back and forth and you want to know who you're working with yeah really. i think a key point for any business but talking about serious topics in particular it's just again i think you both have said it but nailing that tone of voice yeah and nailing yeah. it for your business and your persona yeah. So that might be different for two companies that sell exactly the same services because yeah. they might be targeting different different businesses, different companies. It's also different depending on whatever business you are. So yeah. our tone of voice, like you say, is completely different to the client we filmed that talk about yeah. Acquire. Yeah. But it's understanding how you approach marketing yeah. to then make sure you're appearing correctly. And, and across platforms as well. So yeah. a good tone of voice doc will give guidance on how you sound on your website, how you sound in social media, how, how you sound when you're responding to customer comments on social media, those kind of things. And they're not, they're not restrictive or prescriptive. They're just really good guidance. And it means any, no matter how your organization scales, people can dial into that tone and learn and understand it better. Yeah, I think it's a really good point because some charities... We've all seen the sort of TV ads that are a bit more somber. Yeah. That might be your TV tone of voice. Yeah. 
and your tone of voice on social media is a bit more lighthearted yeah. and focusing on the, the good you're doing. And then it might be completely different on the expos that you're doing. But understanding how the different tone of voices then come into play for your whole yeah. business is important. It's the same messages, just like the different yeah. side of the same coin, isn't it? That type of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's either the good that you're doing or the, the bad, which is why you're doing the good. Yes. Yeah. 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 What do you guys think to when companies who aren't serious or generally serious, when they suddenly have en masse serious messaging because of you know, a national or world event? I think it depends on what level the event is. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying one death is more than, weighs more than another death. And it happened recently when the Queen passed. Yeah. And, you know, there was the National Kebab Awards, one of the first to report it. It's and where I get all of my news. <laughs> it's where you get all your news. But for some people, they don't get all their news from the National Kebab Awards. And it seems not quite their tone yeah when the kebab award said that the queen had died i just sat there and thought sheesh moments of levity carry on there was particular posts that i've seen where it will be heavily branded sliders or something where it's like about the queen's service yeah. or it'll be but they're branded um, in that company's yeah that's right yeah it, it, it's just Cyn like cynical isn't it yeah. and people can i think people can sniff that and yeah. they can re they do revolt against it yeah. yeah and not not to say the word of the day which is authenticity but i feel like then that just lacks authenticity yeah because like when we're not when we're saying about people posting about people's deaths or things like that we're not gatekeeping people paying tribute to people no, you can be a fan well, of whoever yeah. or you can pay yeah. tribute to whoever you want obviously but i think there's an authenticity to it yeah. so the person who was i think i saw the slider it was kind of paying tribute to her, yeah. but at the same time, heavily branded. So it's paying tribute to this person, but at the same time, maybe check me out, maybe, maybe take a look, yeah, maybe follow yeah. up. Here's a CTA. Yeah. It felt weird. It didn't, it didn't feel genuine. Yeah. Like I say, it felt cynical, disingenuous. I think if you're going to pay tribute to somebody, pay tribute to somebody. Yeah. The next time I go to a funeral, I'm not going to give a bouquet of flowers with a business card in it. That's a dicky yeah, yeah. move. Give the flowers, yeah. leave it at that. And it's not, it's not saying don't have an opinion or pay tribute. It's more saying, don't feel forced to. So to wrap it up a little bit, I know we've been giving tips here and there throughout the pod. What would be one tip you would give to either an agency working with serious topics or a business marketing serious topics to ensure that their marketing is still on brand and engaging? Yeah, I think that's a strong thing to keep in mind is that serious doesn't mean boring yeah you still have to be engaging doesn't mean no per personality either yeah you can yeah, keep definitely. that there i think so i think it's about understanding the tone yeah definitely being genuine with it understanding the tone and then yeah still still trying to hit all those marketing maxims around engagement and personality and reflection of you and then solving the problem stating it you know all, all of those things but not losing sight of that engagement factor yeah definitely i'd say yeah i think my tip would be around if you're an agency working with an organization that has serious messaging it would just be around and you should be doing this with all projects anyway but it would just be around research yeah and in doing research you can become more you'll become more informed your messaging and your tone of voice will be uh more authentic mm -hmm. and you'll just kind of keep yourself far away from those disingenuous yeah. serious messages that we've we've all seen from certain companies yeah 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 i'd say both of those points so keeping it on brand keeping it engaging keeping it authentic but like you said drew earlier finding those moments of levity yeah keeping it 
not light-hearted in some areas, but finding ways to lift your content. Yeah, and in that yeah, way, keeping yeah. it engaging, keeping it authentic. Yeah, that's great. This has been quite a serious and in part somber broadcast episode. But I think it's important to, to, to get that tone right and, you know, pay attention to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, if anybody can, if you can find the first recording, that was way better than this. <laughs> um, but if not, maybe this will be okay. Okay.